How many of you have ever had to qualify for something? Yeah. You have to do what's necessary in order. Actually, in one sense of the word, you have to qualify to get a driver's license. Right? I know when I was running track in high school, we, we would run heats and you had to, in order to qualify for the finals, you had to finish in the, depending on how many runners were running, in the top two or three in your heat in order to qualify to run in the finals. You know, how many of you have ever got a loan for a house? You had to qualify, right? You know, that's what I'm talking about today. I'm talking about qualifying for God's blessings. There's a lot of people that, that uh, are wanting the blessings of God, but they don't qualify. Come on now, don't look at me like that. It's the truth. I didn't say they weren't born again. I said they didn't qualify for, for the blessings. You know, the promises of God actually are conditional. You need to qualify. Now, you can't work for them, but there's things you do to qualify. Now, let's look at Matthew 7, 24. You've read these before. You've heard them before, but we're going to read them again, and we're going to talk about them. All right? Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rains descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on the house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like the foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rains descended, the floods came, the winds blew, beat on the house, and it fell, and great was, it, was its fall. Now, I want to read that from the NLT because it, it, give, it might give us a little better understanding. Anyone who listens to my teachings and follows it is wise, like a person who builds how, a house on a solid rock. Though the rains come in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against the house, it won't collapse because it's built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teachings and does not obey it is foolish, like the person who built a house on sand. When the rains and floods come and the wind beat against the house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. Now, a lot of times when people read this scripture, they, they, it gets to the point and, and it's been talked about and theological circles and Bible schools and everywhere else about, they talk about the rock and they zero in on the rock. Well, maybe Jesus was talking about himself. Some of them say he was, or the word of God, I don't know which, but really that is not the essence of that scripture. That is not what that, it's talking about. What it is talking about, the point that Jesus is making here is he's contrasting what happens to a person who hears and obeys the word of God and what happens to a person 
that hears but does not obey the word of God. That's the context of the scripture. It's not the rock that's important that we build on the rock of the word of God, the rock of Jesus Christ. But what Jesus is trying to get across here is what happens when you obey the word of God and what does does happen when you don't obey the word of God. How many understand that? See what I'm saying to you. See, we got to go further than just hearing if we're going to qualify for blessings. You know, he said, obey the commandments of God and that will qualify you for blessing. You know, in a book called Life of Obedience, a fellow said, Obedience is the underlying theme of the entire Word of God. How pertinent this subject is for the church today or for us today. That happens to be my book. <laughs> I guess I can quote it. <laughs> but now, when we talk about this, and it's great, it says there, you hear, hear what he has to say and obeys it. But did you know you can obey something, but you're not really willing? You do it because you have to do it. But really, you don't want to. And every one of you sitting right out there and every one of you listening out there have done that with your parents. You did what they told you to do, but it wasn't willing. Hello. Come on now. You see, Isaiah 119 says, if you're willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Or you could say, have the blessings of God. I was well, I lived with my dad and was well aware of this scripture a long time ago. When I was in the middle of my third grade year and the fourth grade year, dad left that church in the middle of my fourth, uh, third grade year in 1949. And he went out on the road preaching what he did the rest of his life. But, I mean, we were barely making it. He, he got to praying. He told the Lord, he said, Lord, we don't have, the family doesn't have any money. I don't have any money. I barely get have enough fuel to get from one, pa- one place to preach to the other one. And it says that if, if we can eat the good of the land, if we're willing and obedient. And I remember him, this is, he, he said this in his book about how God taught me about prosperity and then, and, and, and on page five through nine. Now, and the Lord said, yep, you're obedient. You're obeying what I asked you to do, but you're doing it grudgingly. You're not, you're not willing. Well, you know what? And I've heard him say this as he taught this. I've heard him teach this. <laughs> been sat there and heard him say, it didn't take, he said, it didn't take me long 
to make some adjustments and get willing. <laughs> you know, we have to be willing as well as obedient to qualify for the blessings. You know, <clears throat> obedience is what sets us up to receive the blessing. But being willing to do it is what causes the blessing to come. And you got to get a hold of that, see? Being obedient sets you up. But if you're obedient and not willing, you're still not qualifying. Come. Now y'all looking at me like, okay, get on with it. Well, I'm not. Because with you looking at me like that, it tells me you need somebody to keep hammering at you. Obedience, obedience, obedience. Obedience, we used to say, is not a refrigerator word. Because used to, the kids come home from school when they got older and they're coming home from school and you want them to do something you would put the message on the refrigerator because that's the first place they headed, especially guys. Right? How many know what I'm talking about? You see, James 1, 22 gives us a picture of this in the New Testament. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. And he observes himself and goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. Or person, which you could use there, that, that's, a, that's a neutral gender term meaning mankind. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. And this one will be blessed in what he does. He talks about here, but a doer of the word and not a hearer only. And then it goes down there at the end and he said, but a doer of the work is one who will be blessed in what he did, did, does. Now it says here, deceiving yourself. See, you think you, people will deceive themselves by thinking, okay, I'm doing, I'm obeying, I'm doing what, what he said to do and expect blessing. And when it doesn't come, they get all bent out of shape well, I don't understand. I know God said to do this. I did it and I'm not, I haven't got anything. Well, obedience qualifies for the blessing. Deuteronomy 28. Let's look at it. If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully keep all his commandments that I am given you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the world and you will experience all the blessing if you obey the Lord your God. Obey. 
We've seen that several times in several scriptures. Is that not correct? Okay. In the Old Testament, they had so many commands to obey that they couldn't, they couldn't get them all. In the New Testament, the only thing we have to do is to believe what the word says and then act like it or obey the action that is necessary. Mark eleven twenty three. if you say to this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast in the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he'll have what he says. I want you to notice there that the secret in the New Testament is by faith believing what the word says. Okay. You give an offering, you bring your tithe, and that's an action of obedience, but your faith in that what God said in his word, the promise qualifies you. You got to have both of them. How many understand what I'm saying? You know, let's look at something and I'm going to, we look at this scripture in many different ways, but I'm going to look at it in a different way today. Matthew 14, when Jesus had to heard it, he departed from there by boat to a desert place by himself. And when the multitudes heard it, they followed him on foot from the cities. And when Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude and he was moved with compassion and healed their sick. When it was evening, his disciples came to him saying, this is a deserted place and the hour is late. Send the multitudes away that they may go into the villages and buy some food. But Jesus said to them, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. And they said to him, we don't have any, we only have five loaves and two fish. He said, bring them to me. Then he commanded the people or the multitude to all sit on the grass. He took the five loaves and the two fish looking up to heaven. He blessed it and break it and gave the loaves and the disciples gave to the multitudes. So when they ate, they were filled, had 12 baskets left over now, here, I, want, I don't want to zero in on the miracle of the two fish being, being multiplied and the loaves being multiplied because, uh, and they had 12 baskets to, to, to take up when it was all done. I want to zero in on something else. Jesus told them, sit down on the grass. Now that sounds sort of funny. It's late in the evening. It's time to eat. But I want you to notice, he said, sit down on the grass. In the word of God, every time somebody obeys the command that, was, uh, that God had given, in the Old Testament, Jesus in the New Testament, what he had given, a blessing was released. You see, 
obedience puts you in a position for the blessing. Now, let me ask you a question. What would have happened if these people had not obeyed and sat down on the ground? What if they said, I don't want to sit on the grass. I don't, I don't, I got, I got, I just got on new clothes. I don't want to get no grass stains on them. Or what if they said, oh, hey, if we leave right now, we can get to the, to the nearest village in order to get food before they close up. They could have done that. And they're no different than us. And we would think that way. Come on now. Some of you are out there right now are saying, I want you to hurry up, hurry up so I can beat the crowd to the restaurant. (laughs) Well, I'm with you there, but I'm going to finish my message. (laughs) I'll get through as quick as I can, okay? (laughs) What I'm trying to say, if we're not careful, we can reason ourselves out of a blessing. Now, come on now. If we're not careful, we can get ourselves to a position of, well, why is this not happening? Why is that not happening? Well, let me tell you what. If it's not happening, don't look to the Bible. Look to you. If you're not happy with your level of living right now and you won't increase, you got to obey the word. It's, have you ever noticed sometimes I'm going to go back here to the natural and talk about it. How many of you, there has been something that has been said to you and you get to the point that you said, well, now wait a minute. Let me think about that. And you reason yourself out of it. I go back to this. Sometimes I tell it. I think when Craig was in the eighth grade, his, the math teacher, they was talking about stuff. Chrysler was on the brink of going under and their stock was down to 50 cents a share. And the math teacher told, said, tell your parents to buy as much stock as they can because the government will not let Chrysler go under. Well, I I didn't have a whole lot of money back in those days anyway. Still don't, but I got more than a whole lot more than I had then. And I thought about it. I said, man, he's probably right. But I reasoned it out. 
and I, I just let it go by. People that did that are millionaires today. Hello. Now I use that example of myself because I know you don't want me to use you. <laughs> but as you think back, as you think back, has there been something that you reasoned yourself out of that would have been a tremendous blessing to you today? Let me see your hand. Probably about all of us. Hello. We do the same thing sometimes with the word of God. Oh, you're quiet in here now. Because this obedience is not a shouting word. But it will get you to the shouting time. Hello. You know, if your level of obedience is not what it should be, then your level of blessing is not what it could be. I'll say that again. That's a good statement. If your level of obedience is not what it should be, then your level of blessing is not what it could be. That's a good statement. Take a look at your obedience and the things that we need to do to get the blessing. Bible reading, prayer, church attendance. Come on now, don't look at me. These are all things that we're commanded to do in the word of God and obey if we want to put ourselves, qualify ourselves for the blessing. Am I right or wrong? Giving of your tithes and your offerings. Serving in the ministry of helps. I know they call it volunteering, but I call it ministry of helps because that's what it is. Continually renewing your mind with the word. Continually. Every day. You know, these are things that we can check ourselves up on. How, how much obedience are we involved with these? See, we can be partly obeying and you're still not qualified. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't, I see some of the people teaching. I don't know about this tithe business. Well, let me tell you what. It's what the Bible says. And besides that, I can do a whole study because we, I did it in Bible school. Abraham gave tithe to Melchizedek a long time before anything was ever said about giving tithe. And Melchizedek was a type of God. So, I mean, you can do what you want to. But if you're not paying your tithe, which is 10%, 
then don't expect to be blessed because you're not qualified. Now, I can hear some of people saying, well, I don't believe that. Fine. Do without. Somebody said, well, you, you're getting bold. Hey, at 84 years old, I can be as bold as I want to. For two reasons. Number one, I know what the Word of God says. And number two, I've lived long enough to experience what I'm talking about today. So therefore... I will be bold and strong and tell you, if you want a blessing, then you got to qualify. Man. I don't know. Some of you might remember when I preached this sermon several years ago, moving the hand of God. I said, obeying the command of God will move the hand of God. Obeying what God said to do will move him to bless you. So if you want to be blessed, then you keep doing what the word says to do. Galatians 6, 9 says, let us not grow weary while doing good. In due season, we'll reap if we don't lose heart. The NLT says it like this. So let's not get tired of doing what is good and just at just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. You see, some people, they say, well, I've been doing this and I've been doing this and I'm not, I'm not, I haven't got anything yet. Well, keep on doing what you're doing and you will, it says, in due season or at the right time. Keep on doing what God says. When you keep on doing what God says, you'll reap the harvest in due season. You know, somebody said, well, I've been doing it for three days and I don't see any blessing coming. (laughs) Noah built the ark for how long? 120 years and he hadn't seen no rain yet and he's building a boat. (laughs) But he kept on doing what God told him to do And because he did, he and his family received the blessing of being saved and everybody else went under the water and didn't come up. See, you got to refuse to get doing things. Even when it doesn't look like the blessing is coming, you got to refuse to keep on doing it anyway. You got to refuse to quit believing the promises of God. Hebrews says, hold fast. Well, if you got to hold fast to it, that means the devil could take it away from you. Refuse to quit reading your Bible. Refuse to quit coming to church. Refuse to quit giving tithes and offering. I don't care what anybody tells you. It's time you read the Bible for yourself in context and not out of context. 
today, in today's world, we got so many people and speakers, I call them, on TV, and they are saying everything under the world, in the world, and under the world and out of the world about some scripture. And when I go read it the way I was taught to read the Bible in context, not just isolated scripture, what they're talking about, it's not right. You know, some people talk about Oh, we're not supposed to owe anybody anything. Well, they they put it to money. Read the scripture. If you read that scripture, it's talking about you don't owe owe anybody anything but love. Read the scripture. How many of you have read it? Is that not correct? Some people say, oh, you're not supposed to you're not supposed to be sorry and, and feel bad and cry and everything when somebody dies. And they read the scripture. Sorrow not. It doesn't say don't be sorry. It says sorry, sorrow not that you're not like these people. That's what it's talking about. That have no hope. You're going to feel the hurt. But you see, when my mom and dad went, I felt it. Yeah. My mother and my father, no, I felt it. I was strong. But you know what? I knew it wasn't goodbye. It's just, hey, see you later. Hello? See, some. We need, to quit. we need to quit taking scripture just because somebody says this one. They, and I'm going to say it, they're taking scripture out of setting and making it into giving offerings. And it hadn't got nothing to do with that. Now, it's, there is scripture about giving offerings. I'm not, and it's true. But they, some people are trying, they're pushing the envelope way out here of taking a scripture. Did you know you can take any scripture out of context and prove it's right to do anything? I can prove by the Bible that it's right, that you're right to go hang yourself because Judas Judas went and hung himself. That's what the Bible says. So that's what we're supposed to. Well, uh, read the context of the scripture. If we want to get in strict obedience to the word of God, stay with what the Bible said, not what so-and-so said. Dad used to get upset at people. Say, people say, Brother Hagin said, and he said, I didn't say it. The Bible said it. All I'm doing is reading what the Bible said. But they turned around and said, he said it. You know, too many people, they start doing these things and then they don't receive the blessing when they think they should. Then they quit. They just quit. You got to keep going. You got to keep doing what the word says. It doesn't say every Friday. It says in due season. In due season. What did it say? And NLT says, and at 
just the right time. What we do in line with God's word will qualify us for the blessing. James 2, 17 and 18, and I'm going to read this in the Weymouth translation. So also faith, if it is unaccompanied by obedience, has no life in it, so long as it stands alone. Nay, someone will say, you have faith. I have actions. Prove to me your faith apart from your corresponding actions, and I will prove mine to you by my action. My dad had a sermon called Corresponding Actions. Some of y'all may have heard it. I'd heard it many times. I am a junior in high school in Canterville Bible Academy, and Dad Schaefer, who was the president, uh, actually he was the president emeritus, but he still taught the Bible classes. His son and was now the president of Canterville Bible Academy, and uh, high, it was a high school. And you had to write a theme on a, a scripture. And so I said, well, man, well, I'm gonna. and I wrote a theme, corresponding actions taken from my dad's sermon. I got a double A plus on it. He liked it so well. He was an old time Pentecostal preacher. But you see here, what, what James is saying here, your faith alone without action will not qualify you. Just like your obedience alone, I mean, your, will not qualify you. It's your willingness. Are you willing? You know, as we've looked at all this today, I just want you to get a hold of this one statement at least. Follow up your believing the, what the word says with your action of obedience. And then you'll see the blessing will come because you come in line with my word. It's only when you come in line with my word that I can begin to bless you as you do what I tell you to do, believe what my, I have said in my word and you'll see that everything will turn out okay. But just reading and knowing will not bring the blessing. It's reading the word and knowing the word and doing the word that will bring my blessing. And you'll see that you can shout then and run with glee because you have qualified to receive my blessing. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. If you didn't know it, not any of that was on this paper. That was strictly coming from the Spirit as I got it. So, you know... When I was a kid, there's a song we used to sing. 
trust and obey because there's no other way to be happy in Jesus. Just trust and obey. You know, some people talk about reading the word and that's when you know the word. But James said, are you a doer of the word? You see, it all comes back down to being willing to be a doer of the word. And that's when you'll receive the benefit. Heavenly Father, I just reminded these people of things that they already know, or most of them anyway. If they didn't know this, I pray that they will got to get a hold of it so that they can receive the blessings that belongs to them. May each of us continue to be willing and obedient to do what you have asked us to do. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Anybody get anything out of this this morning? Praise the Lord. Everybody stand, please. If you happen to be in our, in our service today and you don't know Jesus Christ, your personal Savior, well, in order to qualify, the first thing you have to do is know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Or you might know what it is to follow him, but you've, you've been out of, out of fellowship and you need to come and renew your fellowship with him. Anybody on any one of those invitations, let me see your hand this morning. I want to pray with you and I want to pray for you, but I can't do that if I don't know who you are. So would you just raise your hand? Anybody in the congregation anywhere that needs Christ? Thank you, Jesus. Heavenly Father, I thank you that if there's one person under the sound of my voice in this audience or out in, in the our electronic church that does not know you as their father and your son as their savior. I pray that the convicting power of the Holy Spirit go with them and they won't be comfortable doing anything until they stop and accept Jesus Christ as Lord of their life. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Hallelujah.